Idiot Fellow is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, idiots. It's Idiot Bill 242. Coming to you from Cam Studios, deep in the heart of downtown Erie's Alcohol Alley. I am your host, Dill Spears. In the studio with me today, uh, Ryan Lewis. Hey. <laughs> Brent and Liberty. The end stands before, the night before, the night before Christmas. For the first time in nearly 12 years, going to the home opener this year, getting nice. there when the lots open, called off work. Well, I requested off work. It's a vacation day, and I'm getting shit-faced from that morning on, and it's going to be amazing. Let's go, Bucks. Who are they playing? They're playing uh, the Chicago White Sox. Oh, okay. Oh, but dude, it's total yinsgasm. Total yinsgasm. You hear about this? No. Not only is Andrew McCutcheon back, right? Mm. Oh, dear God. A.J. Burnett is throwing out the first pitch. He's throwing throwing it out? That's the only way you can do it. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a really bad He's going to say, sit the fuck down. (laughs) And Russell Martin is the one catching. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It moved. Talking about it. Is, is Lloyd McClendon going to run out there and steal second Lloyd base? McClendon is not allowed anywhere near Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> is Tommy Maddox going to go out there and throw the ball to somebody on the other team? <sighs> if he does, we get to throw garbage in his yard again. All right. All right. So, Brent, why don't you introduce our guest? <laughs> I'm sorry. Because he can't hold his shit together. Because <laughs> all he can think about is Tommy Maddox running out there in a number eight Pirates jersey and accidentally throwing the ball to Frank Thomas. I know. <laughs> he came to this city with the clothes on his back and a dream. Through hard work, dedication, he got to know this town. And now he's trying to give back, despite what our state senator may think of him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Candidate for Erie City Council, the Rock Copeland. That was a flowery introduction. Yes. <laughs> He's good at those. He should be the guy who does the intros at the hot dog eating Well, they, you guys know that's my hero, right? You should come door knocking with me. Yeah. Just stand in the street with a bowl. Do I look like somebody who you wants to walk? You an initial contact and I stand on the sidewalk. Oh, oh we've done... Dill can tell you, I, I've knocked on enough doors in my life. <laughs> yes. The key to get getting people to come to the door is the cop knock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we got. I had to kind of phase that out when I was selling cable because we worked as urban Dude, pirates. it took a second, didn't it? Yeah, because I'd like go up to a house and be like, oh, this person hasn't had service. And, and my trainer would be like, you're not collecting their television now. You're trying to get, they'd come to the door and they'd be like, what do you want? Like, I struggle Sorry. with that because I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah. wait, could, could they hear that? Do I knock again? Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. They didn't do anything wrong to you, Brent. Don't take their steps yeah. off their trailer and throw them in a dumpster down the street. <laughs> Don't pound on the I wall. I so hope that dude the... busted his fucking ass when he stepped out of that tra- piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't pound on the wall between the door and the window on the trailer really really hard because it'll knock the picture that's hanging there oh. onto the floor. Oh. That's how we got some people to come to the door. Man, you got some good advice. Heck yeah! Uh, I like if that. a dude comes to the door with a gun and a bag of cocaine, don't tell him he better sell that cocaine because you need money. Right. I, I knock on the glass of the screen door because it makes the loud rap. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good if, one. If you knock on the corner. Of the door where the hinge is at the top, 
If you hit that real hard on the inside door, mm-hmm. if you hit that real hard, it will shake a whole trailer. You know a lot about door knocking. And trailers. I did a lot of it. And we did a lot of it. So, Rock, you're running for uh, the one of the uh, open council seats. Mm-hmm. Three. One of, the, one of the three open city council seats, four-year terms. Yeah. And then there is also a two-year term to fill out uh, the remainder of Liz Allen's term. Yep. But, sh- but you're not running for that one. I am, I am not. Okay. There are three individuals that are running for both. Okay. And there's only one person running for only that seat. So they only want to do it for a little while. No. Um, So that would be Susanna Faulkner, who was the appointee that filled in for Liz Allen. And and so there's kind of- I like Susanna. I actually talked to her yesterday. She is amazing. Yeah. And I I, I can't rant about her enough. I mean, honestly- um, I would say 75% of the people I talk to, I'm like, you got to, you got to be there for Susanna too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what led you to, well, you know what, before we do that, let's circle back. Give us your origin story here. Where did you come from? Yeah. You know, how did you wind up in Erie? What led you to the point that you're at in your life right now where you want to run for city council? Yeah. So I grew up um, in the suburbs of Chicago between Gary and Chicago in Northwest Indiana. Okay. uh, Kind of on the edge of the largest steel making uh, concentration in the country. My cousin lives there. Oh, okay. Right there. Yeah. Where at? Uh, His cousin's name is Michael Jackson. No, uh, right, right near Gary. I'm not sure if it's exactly Gary. Probably Maryville. Something like that. Yeah. He's been there. Like he's, he's real close to three Floyd's brewing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. My ex-wife and I lived a mile from there. Okay, oh, yeah. So, you God. probably lived, because he lived a mile from them. So yeah. Probably lived if there. I lived a mile from we there, I'd live there. there. Yeah. But so, anyways, um, uh, in my young 20s, I was uh, spending my time living good in Chicago, just kind of bouncing around. You know, it's a great place to be young and single. And I uh, met my ex-wife there um, and subsequently, you know, got married, had kids. And we were like, uh... This is maybe not where we want to stay. And she was always missing her her mom. She would her mom would come visit and she'd cry for like two days and we're like, let's just move to Erie. Like I love Erie. Mm-hmm. We go there all the time to see your family. You know, uh, we spend a lot of time there. Let's just go. And she never really felt like she had a job opportunity. And one of her friends from school reached out to her and was like, Hey, there's a spot open at the achievement center. And so she came to me that night and within 30 seconds we had decided that we were gonna move to Erie. And so uh, that was uh Almost nine years ago now, we first moved to uh, Second and Plum. Um, and at the time, um, I didn't I didn't know a lot about the excitement around here. I didn't know a lot about the revival that we were experiencing. And, you know, I was still kind of a newbie. Um, ended up getting divorced and really needed to kind of rebuild my life. It was about five years ago. And try to figure out, like, where's my place? What am I doing? You know, and shows like your guys' show. Um, and some other media in, in the city, you know, talking about how excited people are for the town, excited for, um, you know, the future that we get to build. We get to rewrite like our city. Uh, you know, other Rust Belt cities have had the chance to redefine who they are, and we're, we're doing that right now. And so all these people that were like so in love with it really just – inspired me and I'm like I, I need to be a part of that so uh, I bought my house at uh, on Patterson um, and yeah it's just kind of been a journey to there's a couple things I noticed there first of all what is it with people from Chicago 
that come here and start making splashes. What what's what what's the allure? Like I think of See, you know our boy the Black Monarch, same thing. Yeah. Or my friend Isley Gooden from the news, same thing. But I actually felt like it was the opposite in Chicago because the whole crew that I hung out with, my my ex wife and her brother and uh, a lot of her brother's friends were all from Erie. Um, and, and so it was it's kind of a weird thing. Like uh, one of the, my favorite doors that I knocked was um, uh, Joe Misfit Mifsud, uh, and I knocked on his door. I go, "Are you, are you Joe? Like my age, Joe's dad?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "I used to hang out with your son all the time, and like he was such a good friend, and and so we kind of really hit it off just based on that." So it's it's kind of the opposite. The, the thing about Chicago, it it's got its merits, but nobody's from Chicago and nobody stays in Chicago. And so if you see people come from Chicago making waves other places is that's why. It's because yeah, they're they're used to that kind of transience. Thing. I was I was yeah, to some extent stationed near there for a while when I was in the Navy. And it was uh Chicago is it it's like a waypoint yeah. for a lot of people. I I had a friend who was actually from Chicago who said that it is like New York City with like one third the bad attitude. I can see, mm. I can see that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Sort of. Uh, Eight million people in that metro, and I never felt so lonely. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, to me, the, Erie, the way Erie is just so welcoming and friendly, and I, I can't go a single day without talking to somebody, and they go, oh, I know so-and-so. Oh, I know so-and-so, you know. Yeah, it, this is the 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 medium town where everybody knows everybody like you can't say it's a big small town or a small big town because small, it's big city it's it's just everybody knows somebody that you know it's yeah. true you know, it's absolutely um, true there was Two degrees that well you guys saw that that unfortunate incident at tops on uh west yes. 38th um Turns out that was uh, the daughter, the, the woman who passed away was the daughter of someone I used to work with. Oh. And as it turns out also was the niece of my girlfriend's aunt. So it was like, like not on her side of the family, but she knew her when she was little. I mean, we're 15 years older than the girl who died, but like, it was just like, that is the damnedest thing. Like I know that person and, <laughs> and it's, it's, there's always something like that. I'll see people on the news. I'll be like, I had to pull a couch and love seat out of that person's house. Hey, you know, it's actually kind of a funny thing. Cause we were talking about that today. She's like, that's not the world I live in. I was talking to actually your old boss, Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, but I seem to have a lot of friends in common with these people. And I don't, I don't live in that world mm -hmm. at all. And she's like, yeah, me too. And it's just, yeah. that's eerie. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. But we got that small town feel, but we punch way above our weight in terms of culture and, and things to do. You know, I love that I can walk just 30 seconds out my front door, be on a bus and be downtown, go to an Otters game, go, uh, you know, be at PACA, watch somebody play some music, be a, watch a play. Uh, my girlfriend's a big supporter of the Phil. So we'll go down there, you know, like, and that's incredible to have those kind of resources here in our community that uh, I, and actually I've, through running, I've made a lot of friends in the art community and it's just so interesting how much content there really is. There here. really oh, is There's too. so much going on. Always. Yeah. It, it's like one of those things, either if you're like, you know, like as I delve into it more, it's just, you think you're going to hit the bottom and you just don't like, no. there's just more and there's more people creating things. And it's like, there's one thing that inspires me about your run that I see in this town. And I think you saw in us and it's that 
hey, we are still pretty young mm-hmm. and we yourself. can shape Erie to be what we want it to be. Exactly. We have the power to do that. Yeah. We, it, and it's, it's your run is inspiring to me. Like I said to, to the guys last night, I was like, do we have a guest tomorrow? Because we, you know, we just, we've been out of it for two weeks. <laughs> and, sorry. And it just... was, and, and, you know, Brent says to me, oh, it's Rock Copeland. I'm like, shit, yes. I've been <laughs> waiting for this since we had, we had the day where no one came. You know what? And shit? then we had no show. The thing that's more inspiring to me is how many people have come out of the woodwork to su- to support me. Like that. That's there's nothing more affirming than all, all these people. Like I'll knock doors for you. I'll, I'll go. That is. I'll go do this. Like you know. And I'm I'm one of those people that's uh, maybe just a little bit uncomfortable in asking for assistance. Like you know, obviously a big part of running for office is asking people for money and. I've asked almost nobody for money, I, and I and I'm really bad at that. But I've had so many people that go out of their way to just be like, "Boom!" Well, it's just wow, that's fantastic. It's, it's while incredible. you're on, while you're here, do you have a, a website set up for donations? Yeah, so rockcopeland.com, C-O-P-E-L-E-N-D, is the most easy thing to remember. Rockcopeland.com, and there's links on there for my Act Blue, for my social. Um, there's a little bit of blurb about my beliefs there. Oh, so basically, there's a lot we want to get in. You know, goddamn well, some you, of the stuff you we know, want to get well, in. There's a lot of shit we want to talk yeah. about. But honestly, I'm going to start getting to a break, and I'm going to be completely freaking right on front street of why I want to go to a break now. You have to piss. Here, I have to piss fucking badly. But there's <laughs> one thing that I, I did want to say here. It is, and I was telling um, our, our old buddy Jake Bartko decided to come down from his fucking ivory tower today, stop in the studio and say hi right before we recorded. Yeah. It was great. I I think the sun was shining behind him. Mm-hmm. I, I heard some cherubs singing. Choirs yeah, of angels. It was unbelievable. That, that ode to joy. <clears throat> but as I was telling him, him i actually like rock how long have we been talking online and stuff just about like on twitter just dumb nonsense or I think stuff probably a couple years yeah yeah probably like two years and i have a weird amount of internet relationships like that where uh, and several of them are door knockers for me now like <laughs> nice. I, I mean the I, and i always really enjoyed that interaction with people like um uh, there's a, a couple people out there that I met that I talked to for eight years yeah, my, about, about politics, local politics, and then finally I'm running and I'm like, hey, let's let's get together, let's talk, and, yeah. and it's been it's been pretty neat. My only interactions with you have been on Twitter, other than uh, like a month ago when we talked on the phone for the first time, because I was like, I need to find out about this guy. This will be this will be going into the break. I was like, I need to find out about this guy because I don't know anything about him. So I jumped on LinkedIn, <laughs> and I'm going through LinkedIn. I, Definitely and then I get that. this Facebook message and goes, you know, you could probably just message me on here instead of stalking my LinkedIn. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, I have to be for that is a digression, but I have to be on LinkedIn a lot for my job. So I definitely I remember because I saw you a friend. He's like, why the fuck are you friending my LinkedIn? I'm like, I have to be on LinkedIn for fucking I, work, dude. I, I, <laughs> like, I, just, I despise that space. I hate LinkedIn. And then you you were on my LinkedIn. Somebody from. Um, ENN was on my LinkedIn and I go, I should probably curate that space to some extent. Like, cause there's, you know, it said that I had like 15 years in the industry. I'm like, Oh, it's almost 20 now. I should probably, yeah. I should probably update that, you know? Yeah. You don't care enough. But like the one thing that I noticed, and that's what I was saying is like, from talking to you, I'm like, okay, this guy's, he's not, you know, he came here, he's engaged. He wants to help his community. He gives a shit about things. Yeah, and this is somebody I want on Idiotville. 
And I need to find a reason to get him on Idiot Phil. And the fact that you're running happens to be like tertiary to that. Like, I want to help that. But that makes you like the politician that I like because I liked you as a guy. Okay. And now you're a politician. So, like, when we're sitting here speaking to like, hey, vote for Rock, which I will say it's coming from like the heart, not just from like, hey, he agreed to come on our show. Right. Because there have been people that have come on this show that that would be like, yeah, that guy doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. I mean, it's happened. But but I mean, I also think that I should still be that guy, you know, and, and that's kind of the push pull about running for office in terms of like uh, there's a lot of framing of like, how do I represent myself to people? How do I um, moderate a message to make it uh, digestible? And I and I'm really not terribly good at that and i tend to just want to be myself and you know i think that it resonates with some people i think that people appreciate realness yeah. so well i just think that people who are listening will like to know that hey okay i i looked into it and his views i mean maybe i'm with all of it all the way maybe some things no some things yes but it's good to know that he's a good dude who gives a shit because that's really what i want and I, and I think that even when there's cases that you disagree with somebody on a position, when you're able to see that in in the person running, we don't we're never going to agree with on everything with everyone that we interact with. So right. having that ability to um, think about that is beneficial, right? That's yeah. that's what that's the heart of compromise. Absolutely. I think so yeah. So. Brent, uh, before we before we hit our break, you know what we need to talk about the, the important things. You know, we were it's a very Chicago episode. We have somebody from Chicago on. Um, I have my friends Kanye and Chance the Rapper coming over Ooh, later. I love Chance. Mike Ditka is coming to be yeah. at my house. Yeah, Kanye and I had a falling out, but he recently watched Twenty One Jump Street. Things are better. for oh, him. Things are better now. Yeah, let's not talk about Kanye. But Chance will Chance will claim uh, Chance is uh, actually he's. Uh, when, when I first got divorced, I had like a, a, a positivity playlist to kind of kind of get me over the hump, you know. Yeah. And um, he has one album, The Coloring Book, I think it is, something it's like that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I just would listen to that nonstop, like, and I was kind of getting into this like running kick, and and uh, listening to that album is like, okay, cool, we, we, we can do this, we can we can keep moving on. So that's awesome. Our, chance, yeah. So we're gonna that go Chicago back to the Chicago, up. but. <laughs> As we mentioned, Idiotville started about five years ago, and we're getting ready for that. Our celebration, we were talking about it. But you know what else started five years ago? What? I'm Lake gonna... Erie Woodworks. <sighs> Can you believe that once upon a time, April of what was that, 2018? There was no Idiotville. There were, and there was no Black Monarch. How did? That, how was that? that, that how was that's that? World like, I don't uh, want to live in. We, you don't have to. Like, are we living in a simulation from this that point forward? Like, uh, what would our lives be if there was no Black Monarch and there was no Idiotville? Luckily, fortunately, by the grace of fucking God. Both those things occurred. Both of those things. So what's going on with the Black Monarch right now? Well, we want to congratulate him on five years as well yes. as us. And we'll assume that he's congratulating us on five years. Oh, and he's definitely invited. Oh, he's yes, definitely yes. invited. We, we're going to ring in our five years together. And you know what? I'm going to call him out. Get Sin Orden back together. Or at least we'll play some Sin Orden at the party. Yes. Mm. Yeah, he was in a... Um, the Spanish language punk band, and it was actually pretty dope. <laughs> awesome. If, if you're into that, there's a band called Metalachi. Metalachi, yeah. And they do uh, mariachi remakes of uh, like metal songs. Nice. Like, um, That's the single I, greatest thing oh, I've ever heard I, in my like life. Any, you, you, any you, 80s hair band music, like uh, 
Bon Jovi, and then, uh, but they also do, um, I'm trying to think of Ozzy's band, um, Black Sabbath. They do like a couple of really cool Black you, Sabbath. You know, you covers. win, the, the, the pitch happened. It, I'm, I'm in, I'm listening to that. They, they open for um, Sublime with Rome at, at a show, and I was standing there, I'm like, what is this? So, this but I want to show incredible. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I want to show a couple of things here. Like, first of all, he almost made it's, it says home office perfection, and you know what? He's absolutely right. Did he make like, a desk? Did that son yeah. of a bitch make a desk? Yeah, but you should see this. It's a very simple thing. It's almost like it fits into like the corner. It's like a table thing, but he used the natural contour of the actual wood to make it. I think significantly What's better. What's that gentleman's name? His name's Ar- yeah, Armando. It, okay, I was wondering if that's who we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Armando's our guy. But look at this. If you look at it, you can see. Oh, I saw that. That yeah. is so gorgeous. Yeah. And once again, as we always say with Armando or any of our sponsors, we wouldn't deal with them if we didn't like them as people. And we're I'm not bullshitting about. He seems that. like a really cool guy. Oh, he he's is, a fucking fantastic. He's amazing. Guy. Um, yeah. I I can't wait to talk to him again soon. Um, we're we're, we're gonna look at that. Oh my entertainment center. Yeah. Well, just, no. He put it in that, with the. I mean, it's it's with the the laundry. Oh, thing. that's a washer and dryer. Yeah. So you, I mean, like, look yeah. at look at oh the versatility God. of that that product. Yeah, right it's there. like a mudroom. Yes. Shoes yeah. Your coat so there. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost like a yeah. You can you, you can do so much with it. You could put like a. a a rail in there, make that kind of a, a rack. There's so much. I, I just, I, I love his work and I love the way he maximizes that space. And so if you want that in your house, I say, first of all, you need to go onto his Instagram at lake underscore eerie underscore woodworks and check out the amazing things he does. And then second, you need to go say Black Monarch, make me some shit and he'll make, he will revolutionize any space in your house you're looking for. So please, for the love of God, check out Lake Erie Woodworks. All right. And we will be right back. we're going to do is now celebrate the return of the apocalypse food truck beer segment man i missed that this is my my favorite time of the year brent because it means that we can get tacos tacos oh i do love tacos and speaking of tacos next week our goal is to have uh tim grow from the q abides on because there's going to be a taco truck throwdown between our our guy the conquistador and the the master of uh eerie's ramen uh yeah that's tim good. grow that's... what legends Where, where's this happening I well, don't actually, know. I think it's at Uriel Works. Actually, yeah, I, I wasn't one hundred percent where it was going to be, yeah. but uh, is there, I have. I have is some. there voting? Can, can... Yeah, there is a thing where you go there. You, you, you vote. You're going to vote. Between... Yeah. All right. And um, this is the rubber match because I think um, Conquistador won one, and Tim won one, and so this is for all the marbles until they do it next year. Yeah, and then more marbles, I guess. I guess I could organize getting people out to vote. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, our guest in the studio, uh, Erie City Council uh, candidate for the one of one of the Democratic nominations or the Democratic nomination. Um, well, there's nine candidates with a D next to their name. Okay, that are all running for city council. Yes. Okay, how many open slots? It's three. Okay, three, three open slots for the four year term. And mm-hmm. then there's also the two-year balance of Liz Allen's term. Okay. And there's, uh, I believe it's four people seeking that. Okay. Okay. There's and, only one good choice there. And our guest here is Rock Copeland. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and providing us with beer. 
Um, you brought us some founders. Yeah. This and, is one of my favorite breweries. Not my favorite. Jason Lavery would be upset with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely Bush. That's your friend. Yeah. Bush. Bush. It's Actually, a, right now it's Bud Light. It's a Labatt household. Oh, yeah. Those cans are cool. I just, yeah. Um, did you guys see how bad of a shot Kid Rock Kim, Kid Rock was? I'm going to start calling him Kim Rock. Kim Rock. Although I know women who are really good shots, so that's not really that much of Dude, an insult. He missed two whole cases. He How do you, like, <laughs> and he emptied the clip. Yeah. But he it, sure looked badass. And that's always the dumb thing about these. Because, like, all right, first of all, step back, dude. This is all marketing ploys. It's all it is. Yeah. You bought the fucking cases. But Kid Rock doesn't you really it, care, though. Did you He's own them? Did you own them? You bought a whole shitload of beer and then shot it. I showed you. It's like people shooting their Yetis Shut or their, their Keurigs. That's just messaging. Mm. I don't think that he even cares. Um, odd thing, I actually met him a, wh- a while ago in another lifetime. I worked on music videos. Nice. And we did a, a behind the scenes of a music video for um, Uncle Cracker and a Kid Rock song. And he's every bit what you think oh, he yeah. would that, be. That surprises me zero percent. Oh my God. So you see, that was a rock super group. He was really insufferable. Matt, uh, Uncle Cracker, guy was actually kind of cool. Bob, which is Kid Rock's real name, is a jerk. God, he's so good. Man, you better not say this too loud. He'd get back to you and you, you could put like a picture of you and start shooting at it. And I would welcome it's not a his threat. endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Seem to be racking those up these days. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into that a little more in the show proper about how uh, no publicity is bad publicity. But I'm going to talk about this beer that we're drinking called uh, Four Giants. Ooh, almost knocked it over. We don't want to do that. Uh, it's a... Too early for that. It seems like the... I was going to drink that. <laughs> it is a... Uh, this one is a tropical hazy. Um, I think that the information that I have on here for it is... Is this... Oh, this is Tropical Treasure. That's why. They do four giants, and then they change the names all around on me. Interesting. Right, I wonder if we're going to find that guy who was having the same beer every day. Is it? Are we fucking better not? I don't want to do... What was this? What was it? It was a... Cornell's. 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 Yeah, I don't want to deal with Cornell's today. Uh, that we one didn't. to do. That one didn't make the air, unfortunately. <laughs> that was the one where we lost the audio. Yeah, that's the sad thing is, at least usually when we have these running inside jokes, they were on the air, yeah, you guys and people know... <laughs> <laughs> this one happened and one that was destroyed. The audio was destroyed. This, and we keep running with it. You talked about Cornell the last episode. Yeah, yeah, but it was referencing a whole riff that we had that never made its air because the audio, audio. Yeah, yeah. because the audio was fucked. All right, so uh, Four Giants Tropical Treasure Founders Brewing Company. It's a New England hazy IPA, as it says here in the uh, untapped blurb. Uh, 7.5% ABV, 50 IBU, 3.92 out of 5 on one uh, about 1,800 rank ratings. Um, I didn't realize that Founders was out of Grand Rapids. I yeah. just saw the same thing. I thought thing. they were in Ohio. No. I don't know. I just assumed they were elsewhere. Just like I didn't think there was anything in Grand Rapids. And if you get oh, this Grand is Rapids it. is a cool city. Yeah. You know yeah. what I think of Grand Rapids actually? American Pie because they were like at Great Falls, Michigan, and it was definitely supposed to be Grand Rapids. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right, so style guide. The tropical treasure is out of control, covering the realm in tropical fruit flavor. Their problem is your gain, as this hazy IPA is absolutely bombarded with the aromas of pineapple, tangerine, and lemon for moderate sweetness and a touch of lingering bitterness to accentuate the delightful haze provided by the beer's massively malty bill. Unearth the power of Four Giants Tropical Treasure today. Tropical Pineapple, sweet, hazy, and hoppy. Hoppy. Hoppy are the notes. That they went hard on that you one. You know what they didn't go hard on? What? Punctuation. <laughs> that was one fucking sentence. <laughs> they hired E.E. E. Cummings to write this. Oh, my God. There are no commas. No yeah. no place for me to Everything's pause. Everything's lowercase. It's an aesthetic. That, that one crazy chick from Saved by the Bell who wrote an entire book where there was a comma after every word. Wait, what the Which one? I thought I would remember every episode of that show. No, no, no. This is what she did in real life after is she... Is this the, the one that Lisa. went on to... Yes, uh, Lisa. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. She did uh, Showgirls after that. And that was no, like, that was no. Jesse. Oh, that was no. Jesse, yeah. No, she was too busy popping caffeine pills. Yeah, yeah. Lisa had some sort of breakdown or something, then Some she? sort of psychotic break, but yeah. she wrote an entire... It was like a self-help book where they she had a comma after every word. I used to go to the barber and tired. ask him to cut my hair like Zach Morris. And I was really confused. I, I would go and do that now if I had hair. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just go to the bathroom and shave my head. Now, well, if okay, if somehow we regrow hair, we got to decide. One of us has to get the AC Slater or Jerry Curl. I call the other one Preppy when they get the Zach Morris. Oh, I'm absolutely doing a mohawk if I get hair back. Like, But I'm talking like, like one-man gang mohawk. With tattoos on the side of my head. I tried it. It doesn't work for me. I no. think it's too late. Yeah. I think the ship sailed. I see it out there. Yeah. Oh, it's out in the bay somewhere. I'm just enjoying what little of my hair I have left. Cling to it. Cling to it with everything you have. I was thinking about growing my hair out like Chuck. Just to. I like it. Well, it would help cover up the mm. top. Uh, so Ben N. Ben N. Ben. Uh, not my favorite ben. flavor. If for Giants. 3.5. He's his name is the sound of a motorcycle. Ben, <laughs> ben, 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 Ben. Did he say if oh, four giants? Yeah, I think he meant of four giants and just didn't bother That's to spell check. Really a two cycle. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay. Things Fair. happen. Bearded B, a drinkable IPA. The world must be coming to an end. Smiley face emoji. Yeah, I agree 3.5. I agree with that. See, the uh, one thing that, that I'll say those. about this, you could definitely get some of the IPA taste in there, but mm-hmm. it, it follows almost like the, the the pattern of all of the founders where it's not that hoppy, no. but it's hoppy enough to let you know it's there. Like, there's there's flavor like to it. all day. Yeah. 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 And that's a good thing about all day. I And it's a thing that I love about founders. You drink it all day. Exactly. It, it, it is the one that really... Probably should. They're excellent at straddling that line between like craft and everyday drinker. And mm-hmm. you need a beer like that. And I'm happy that they're there. That's why I'm, I will I, definitely trumpet, extol the virtues of founders because I love having that beer in that space. I get frustrated by the high IBU beers where it's like, yeah, that one is good for the first half. Yeah. But then I got to finish it. it. You know, and it's different vibes for different beers. Like if I'm over at Lavery and I'm getting smacked with the IBUs, that's fine. I'm in the place for it. Okay. But yeah, if I'm like at a party or like so on the golf course we always use, that's not the place for it. But I can get – it's versatile. I can sit in a spot like this and have this. And I could be on the golf course and have something like this. And that's – like I said, Founders is the one I found that really nails that midpoint. And it's like it gives you something you didn't know you needed, but you definitely did. They're like a gateway brewery. They are. But it's, <laughs> they, shouldn't, they shouldn't lean too far 
one way or the other. No, you can't. I don't want them to be macro. I don't want them to go super niche. They're perfectly fine where they are. They own where they are. All right, some more comments. Uh... Ryan G says solid four. Thanks. Solid. solid. Andy B says write him up. No. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Uh, he says juicy, but he spells it wrong. He spells it J-U-C-Y. Jucky. 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 It's a very jucky beer. He gives it a 3.75. Uh Jared oh, pressed his simple ass. So. Yeah. Jared T says it is very, very sweet. Not really an IPA, if you ask me. Yeah. One and done with this one. Three. Well, at least Ooh. he was. I know. understand the path to that. To me, it's not too sweet. Like the sweetness is there. It's it's coming on a little more than your typical hazy. Like, but the can's covered in pineapple. Yeah. I mean, you for should, fuck's sake. You should know right? what you're what you're getting into. <laughs> Here's Here's one from noted booze hound Jordan S. Needs some Malibu coconut rum added. Just one shot because that's the smart thing to do is add alcohol to your alcohol. Yeah, that's never yeah, a good idea. The, the sad thing is, is I can see how Malibu would enhance this. I not yeah, I have I don't. some Malibu at the house. I don't say it needs it. It's already seven point five percent. But if that was poured in, I see a path to it working and being delicious. I, that's I all I'm saying. Also, see a path to that being very problematic. Well, I'm thinking of this, and I think I found the perfect niche for this. This is a total all-inclusive resort beer. Mm. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's a, that's yes. a good one. Where the 7.5, if you if you let loose a little bit and party with some 75-year-old stockbroker and make an ass of yourself, that's fine. It's the place for it. But you want something you can chill with, you got that there. Like I Next all-inclusive I go to, I want this in the mini fridge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a bunch of founders in my my beer fridge in my basement that we have to drink before I move. Oh, no. Yeah, we have to clean out <laughs> the beer fridges because I don't want to move beer. No. I can help yeah. with both of those. Okay, things. excellent. <laughs> we, we are. I, should, I, should I announce what we're planning? I say let's do it. We're still in the infancy of it, but we're going to have to get on it quick. Yeah. The, this was just like a crazy idea that came to us yeah, we, earlier this week, and I think it's a good one. And when you see the end result, I think you're going to like it. We are going to be celebrating the fifth anniversary of Idiotville. Damn. With a a basically a, a party that we're going to stream. We're going to kind of rotate some people through the host's chair. We're going to we're going to have a, anybody who's ever been part of the Idiotville team is going to be on and we're going to have a lot of people who who are just our friends that we want to have on. Yeah. Or like sponsors, guests that we yeah. like, just people we think we, we, yeah. Hey, come vibe with us. Yeah. And it'll be a great way for me to clean all that beer that I have out of my fridge. I'm going to have to bring more for it though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when I move, we can, you mm-hmm. know, we can restock, but, but what we, what we're kind of thinking of the pitch for this is think of a, uh, Content creation house party. Yes. You can. It doesn't necessarily we're going to sit there and do the whole episode and make you freaking watch us. That's not the way it's going to work. If we're there, Rock, say you're having a beer with us. You're like, dude, let's hop on, do a quick interview. Or, hey, I got a joke. Or, man, what do you think about the Pirates this season? We grab it. We say it. And then at the end, we edit it together into a cool episode. Yeah. In the meantime, we're going to be doing all, you know, we're going to be live streaming some of the cool shit that we do and, and other things. We're going to so. we're we're live. Like, sorry. No, we're going to live stream some of us playing uh, playing video games. Um, maybe we can get Ryan to bring the Xbox over so that we can have the uh, the Idiotville tag team that we built in uh, yeah, yeah. in WWE. What was it? 22? 22. Yeah. yeah that Dude, was- I need to get that. Is that on Game Pass? 
22 might be. 23 is out, so 22 is probably on game. Word. I'm going to check that out. Let's rate this beer. But first, it's been a long time. I'm not even going to get on your ass about this. Oh, my God. You know what we have to do? We have to tell people where they can... I'm sorry. No, I, you know I what? Just got, um, Chuck Nelson, our good buddy here, you're just like, don't bring pineapple beers to an all-inclusive. First of all, Chuck. You're not you're the wrong. boss of me, Chuck. You're I don't wrong. live in the city. Second, like, pineapple at an all-inclusive works so well because what's at an all-inclusive with rich people? Swingers. What do swingers <laughs> Used to signify that they're swingers, mm-hmm. the pineapple. Mm-hmm. You turn that pineapple upside down, now they you know you're here to party in more it. ways than one. <laughs> get, get, yeah. That didn't Why go... do you think they call the one secrets? Because you There's, do that there. That that did not go remotely where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> on my, you, yeah, on yeah. my door knocking, there was a house that I was at that had prominent pineapple displays everywhere, whether it's like their, their doormat, the, the wall hanging, and it's like an 80-year-old woman answering the door. And I'm like, it's either a symbol of welcome in the Hawaiian culture or this lady mm-hmm. is – She's down to party. She's down. Yeah, she's, she's out uh, unicorn hunting. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. All right, so but we get to we get to play our favorite game now. Blame that digression on, on find Chuck the unicorn. Yes. Find the unicorn. <laughs> no, that's a let's get on Tinder and see what we can find. <laughs> no, but we're gonna play our real favorite game. You ready? Yes. Where's the conquistador? Man, I missed that so, so much. Happy. So Brent. Where is the conquistador going to be? Look at this. He actually sends me pictures of the planner now. Oh, like, that's so much better than better. I was trying to guess. Yes. He's at Benevolent this week, isn't he? <laughs> well, let's see. We'll find out. As of right now, he's nowhere. So that's good. That's good. He's because it gives now. you time to prepare. Yeah. Stop spinning, you fuck. <laughs> Lock your screen rotation, dipshit. Well, I'm, I'm in it now. We're not doing that. <laughs> Tomorrow, he is at Altered State from 5 to 8. Okay. So I think it's a good starting spot. And you know what? He's running it back the next day at Erie Ale Works from 4 to 8. Nice. And you're like, well, damn, Brent, I can't make any of those. Why the fuck is he even out? Shut up and listen to me, okay? Don't start judging me before you start saying bullshit like that. Because you know what? He is going to be at Altered State again on Saturday the 8th. Yes. Three straight Evenings of the Conquistador this week. Swear to God. And then Sunday, he's not doing anything. No, he needs the rest because he sold all the tacos in the world, but that's okay. It's also Easter. Yeah. I don't care. You know what? Well, I'm going to my parents for ham. I don't know about you. Well, judging on this, I guess I'm going to my parents for ham because there's no tacos. Sorry, guys. But Cellar 54 then on the 15th, it's from 6 to 9. I don't even know what that is. Cellar 54, has anybody heard of that? I'm guessing it's like a wine disco. To the internet. I think that's it one of the sounds like a properties. Wine disco. Sounds like a wine disco. So guys, go to the wine disco and get tacos. Does anything sound better than that? Cocaine Cellar 54 is uh, definitely a winery in Northeast. It's on Westlaw Road. What's their disco situation? Cocaine uh, and it, wine. It, it appears that their logo is, in fact, well, the Cellar 54 story goes back to Daniel and Alta Coletta, whose love of the vineyard li- lives on in their children and grandchildren. <laughs> it's only as much as the hard party and cocaine days of Studio 54. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the logo is is a appears to be a takeoff on that, uh, which is not surprising. Um, they should have been the one to pay us for this. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the logo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see it. 
That's kind of a ripoff. Yeah, I mean a little bit, a wee bit. Although that's a that's a .png file, so you could put What's shit. What's the fifty four? I wonder. Where does that come from? Maybe that's when they got married. I don't know. Yeah, that was the clip art they apparently found when they. Yeah, they, somebody look. did a fifty four clip art. We'll yeah. just call yeah. it that. It looked really cool when they typed it into Microsoft Word and decided it was a logo. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I know people. We can make that better for you. I know a guy. Yeah, I know. They, a few. they were looking for a number that wasn't a registered trademark, and that was the yeah. first one they came to. My my three year old niece is getting pretty strong at coloring. She could probably do better than that logo. <laughs> And then he runs it back because he understands that the Cellar 54, they seem cool. It's a wine disco, but he needs to clean up after that. He's coming down, did a little too much Coke, hates their logo, so he's going to (laughs) cool his heels at Erie Ale Works on the 16th. Then finally... Wanna Kachina cooking clubs. Cooking class. That's kind of cool. So he's gonna go to a cooking class, just like here's how you actually What's fucking up? do yeah. it, idiots. <laughs> Can't yeah, eat like, your food? Oh, those are tacos you made, huh? Well they're bullshit, because check these out. Can't eat the food you made because it sucks. But <laughs> at the these. same time, maybe he's also teaching, like bringing those young acolytes out there so we can have more better on. tacos he- in this town everywhere. You know, he has knowledge to pass on. When he comes here to visit us, he always has good food to pass on mm. every single time. What, what did he bring us the last time? Like the the empanadas? Oh, yeah. <sighs> they were amazing. No, that, was, that was Tim. Yeah, Tim had the, the Tim had the episodes. No, he had like he had those are the crunch wraps. That's right, yeah, it was yeah. the crunch wraps. They uh, they kind of run together for me. Mm-hmm. And it was more- what I liked about the crunch wraps too. If he's like doing those or whatever the fuck he's calling them, I don't know. Is it had that little bit more of a zing to it? You know what I'm saying? It tasted. It didn't taste like. Like, when you take the bite out of the Taco Bell one, like, what would this be like if it was good? We answered that for you. Mm-hmm. Conquistadors got it. So, anyway, go to those spots. Check it out. I really highly suggest you check out the the wine disco and get tacos because that sounds like a real party. Yeah, it really does. So, let's go, ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and tell everybody how we rate our beers on this show. All right. We rate our beers on quarter points. <laughs> Basically, if you're looking at your most average beer ever, we usually use Yingling. Yours might be different. Results might vary. It's a 2.5. You know, there's lots of beers worse than it. There's lots of beers better than it. It is right straight down the middle. If you're looking for that Idiotville recommend, we think of a beer that you would recommend to your friends. We always use Dulacon from right next door from our good friends at Lavery Brewing. And so with that in mind, what the hell just happened? I don't know. Nothing. We're good. Okay. With all that in mind, we got to rate the beer. We do. Go ahead, Brent. I like this one. I do. And I like the, I, I, I like that it's, it, it hits that, that little sweet spot there and it lets you know that you're, you know, people know it's, you know, Club Med that you're ready to swing. I did it at Disney Resorts once. Unicorn hunting is not the, not good. There. Not the way to go. Not the way to yeah. go. <laughs> but I, one thing I wish is I wish. It did have a little bit more hops to balance out some of the sweetness. Yeah. So because of that, it's going to fall just under recommend for me to a 3.75. Okay. And Rock, what do you think? First of all, (laughs) you're making me feel weird about the pineapples. Now I got to go home and explain to my girlfriend that I do not want to swing ever. But um, Sorry about that. I didn't mean to put you in that situation. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, (laughs) If if it's 80 degrees out, this is like a 3.8, getting close to a 4. This time of year... 
3.25. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I actually had a completely different opinion about this than you guys. I actually think this is great. And with the weather warming up, I think it's going to be one of those ones. And I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go pick up a, a, a four pack of the Giants because it's, it's land really good. of the Giants in Franklin. If you're sweating, hey, this is incredible. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is this is a great way to replace those electrolytes, I think. <laughs> it's like the Brondo of beer. <laughs> yes. So this is uh for me it's a 4. All right. All right. So All that's right. going to that's going to um that's going to divide us oh, for Christ's sake, I hate the fucking calculator. How do I get a six on this? You know, the, the uh, review you read said that the bitterness lingers. I didn't notice that at first. Yeah, it does a little but bit it, at the end. I, I see yeah, it there it a little bit. Until they, you said that, I was like, oh. So it's a 3.67. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's that's about right. Um, so that's a, that's a, a almost recommended. Maybe if we tried it during the summer when it was really warm out, we'd love it. It was pretty warm today. Yeah, I missed the post seventy. Sure. Yeah, that was good. I, I saw it from my office. It was fun. Yeah, I saw it from my my office as well. And then I took the dog out, and I was like, "Why am I wearing a hoodie?" I split an entire tree of logs last year, and this would have been perfect. Yes, as, huh. after splitting logs. Some perfect log splitting or swinging beer. Yes. So <laughs> swinging in the axe, yeah. <laughs> swinging the axe, or you know, but let's that so- might be the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I'm, I'm still leaning towards the rock says, but ah, uh, it's perfect. Yeah. Yes. So uh, let's raise our hands and end the show the way we always do. Beers to you. We are back We're from back. from the apocalypse. Jump the truck. gun there a little Here's bit, buddy. It. No, he said it right I'm after. I'm really I excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you standing on your chair and clapping? <laughs> We're back. We're back. So I like that. Uh, a very productive apocalypse food truck beer segment. It was. But something we need to talk about is all of our uh, our our glass and vapor needs. I have many. Do you? No, but if no. I did, I would definitely go to seven ten. I, I do. I need a new hookah. So, well, you know, it's possible we have a sponsor. Wait, yeah. What? Can, can they can they hook me up a little bit? I I feel like we know a guy. We know a yeah. guy. I quit smoking in January, and this is this has been instrumental in getting that done. Well, that's good. That's actually see, holy shit, you pitched this because that that's a fantastic thing. You know, he was on the show, Paul Petoniak, uh, who the owner of Seven Ten Vapor, and he told him, you know, it's it's helped many people in that. Yeah, I mean, it's I've tried everything. You know, the 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 Chantix, the Wellbuterin, the the Patch, that you know, all, all all those things, and being able to adjust like the amount of nicotine and like bring it down gradual over time. Like I, at this point, I think it's just slightly mental. There's not enough nicotine in there to even make it worthwhile, but. I mean, it's beneficial, and it, yeah. it's 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 an amazing feeling to not smoke. I quit smoking in October. I haven't had a cigarette in six months. The Congratulations! Smell. Yeah, the, the smell difference is fantastic. The, good for fucking you guys. But anyway, <laughs> the, the most important thing is they sell bongs because I fucking love weed. I they do. Fuck yeah! But they're for tobacco only. Yeah, because weed's not legal. It's medicinal. Well, yeah, but. It's not. If my back, my neck, and my back, <laughs> and my pussy, and my crack. Wow, we're saying a lot of things. I'm gonna edit so that, that is a lot. So of it is. <laughs> it is medicinal, and it is illegal to have recreationally in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But 
let's just say you just hopped on 86 and went to like Salamanca and you got it legally. That would be, that would be illegal. Which would be, yeah, but it's legal there, but then it's illegal to take it back. Well, let's just say you did that. You just happened to be there. You tripped and fell into like a legal weed dispensary and then you came home <laughs> and you're like, what do I do with all this legal weed that I tripped and fell tripped into? And fell and the 20 ended up on the counter. Yeah. I don't even to, know how much that cost. But you sure. go to 710 Glass and Vapor and you get yourself a nice gravity bong and- Yeah. I, do they sell gravity bongs? I don't know. Yeah, well, we're going there today, so oh, we'll find out. Fuck yeah. I think I'm just too square to know what a gravity bong is. Ryan, why don't you explain to our guest what a gravity bong is? No, we do is. not want I, I a, a freaking political candidate <laughs> talking about gravity well, no, bongs. I mean, look, <laughs> I mean, we can all agree that it should be legal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't particularly care for weed myself, but that's a, it should be legal. That's a great segue into our topic where you're dealing with another local politician who one of his things is wanting to make weed recreational weed legal and another one of his things is apparently no socialists on Erie City Council. Yeah. I, so you had a little bit of a interaction with uh <laughs> State Senator Dan Laughlin on your Facebook page this week and uh oh, it it uh <laughs> There's so many things I want to unpack here, but it was it was um, <laughs> it was pretty interesting uh, to follow along with, and uh, that's kind of fun actually. Yeah, I, I was so entertained, and that's I, my whole thing with Facebook. I just pop some popcorn and just. <laughs> One is it, the timing was good because I, I'm I'm a playful person. I like to mm-hmm. goof around a little bit every now and then, and have a little bit of snark. And I was actually kind of feeling like I didn't have an outlet for that, and then it was like. <laughs> Oh, well, here, I can show a little bit about my personality here and, and kind of let here. let off some steam here. And, and, and yeah, uh, so I was uh, targeted by Mr. Laughlin. For some reason, I, I was the first candidate that he wanted to go after in, in, in his. Um, um, I have theories about why. His, his not endorsing spree? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he hasn't officially come out and unendorsed anyone else yet, or or endorsed for that matter, which is, is kind of strange. I mean, I guess the, the, the first thing is not understanding the obsession of uh, uh, trying to um, puppet our government selection mm-hmm. uh, when he's a Mill Creek resident. Um, he <laughs> claims that we're his constituency, but I think it's reducing yourself a little bit to, you know, if you're a state senator, you should probably let the cities in your jurisdiction do their own business. Yeah, and one thing that I did notice with that whole thing was he talked a little bit about getting rid of closed primaries in Pennsylvania, which I think is a monumentally bad idea. I'm real mixed on it. You know, when you talk with uh, a, a lot of um, progressive people, that they talk a lot about having the right to vote, and there's a large portion of our population that ultimately can't select me. You know, if, if you're a registered, my neighbor actually is very supportive of me, and he goes, I, I'll absolutely vote for you. And I said, John, you're you're an independent. You 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 literally can't vote for me in the primary. So, uh, so I'm mixed on that. But I mean, we got to recognize that the the reasoning for having an open primary is bad faith. Um, Republicans love. Um, constitutional amendments right now when when they don't have the you mean uh, the constitutional conservatives that pound on the constitution all the time well, want to change it to benefit what they fucking want yeah, yeah I mean, imagine. well what? when when there's a, a a dem in the uh, governor's office you know and and they need a path to power that that has been their tool there's been their go-to tool and there are a lot of independents out there that tend to vote conservative 
and they are left out of the constitutional amendment process. And listen, this is just me conjecturing, but that's my belief that that's a, a large part of it. But also, and he said right in his post, uh, it, it would moderate to some extent the uh, candidates that we send to city council, well, really to any spot. But uh, I would also say if we had open primaries, uh, Donald Trump would have fared much worse here in Pennsylvania. Oh, 100%. I agree. <laughs> I think it's a it's a twofold thing of why it was you personally, and I think he wanted to attack a progressive that was running for that. Yeah, but it's kind of odd because you know I have been out there for other candidates for the last decade, but it's not unusual for me to knock a door and have somebody say, "Who are you?" You know, because I'm I'm I, I've been somewhat of a private individual, so it's not like I've really broadcasted my. No. Personal politics out there to Mr. Laughlin, other than, you know, a message of like hope for the city and wanting to do good things like that. Th- those are the values that I've really broadcasted the most. Maybe he doesn't like hope. I, I think and I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get sued, Dan. Don't sue me on the press and an independent press. Do not do it. Well, freedom of of press and freedom of speech is a very important thing. So he can sue me all he wants. He's a public figure uh, and the the libel laws and stuff are quite clear that when you're a public figure. You would think so, but I've heard of frivolous lawsuits that disregard that. It's like they don't understand calm law. I'm not talking about anything in particular here. Do not get litigious and think that I am. But I've heard of lawsuits around here of, you know, suing independent press over things that they have no case on just to drag some shit out. Yeah, that happens. And and, and if, you know, if I were to say... Don't sue me for bringing it up. Well, if if I were to say that Dan Laughlin moonlights as a furry, you know, um, (laughs) I'm sure that he might like to sue me, but I mean, that's something that is pretty clear that... Does he? It's... I I don't think so. No. Probably not. You're allowed to say things like that as far as libel laws go. You can say stuff like that because it's something that no reasonable person would think is true. Now, we're not saying that we know more about libel and calm laws than our state senator. But we're saying that. I'm 100 fucking percent saying that. that. I'm not even kidding. Rock, going back. But it's, there's, no, I I have a little, like, I think he, he, there's, like, he can't, I think you're, he's seeing you as a proxy. This is a proxy war against somebody like Chuck Nelson. And it's harder to go against somebody like that, people who've been in there. So you're the outsider that he sees as this progressive. He can't go against Tyler Titus. He can't go against some of these people. But he mm-hmm. can pick you off and make you the sacrificial lamb. And I think he expected you to roll over and be weaker than you were. And you didn't. You threw a fucking haymaker, my friend. Yeah, I'm... I, I could see that. Um, I mean, the big thing is to randomly log on to Facebook and pull up my comment section and suddenly Senator Laughlin is commenting on my stuff. Like, I, I'm I'm somewhat of an underdog. And um, it seemed kind of odd that he's commenting on my page and then suddenly three other people that are not on the voter rolls in the county at all. Sock puppets. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> oh, you mean everybody who comments anything political and eerie ever? Yeah. yeah. Actually, yes. Uh, there's a, you know, I get so depressed looking at the Erie News Now comments. Oh, uh, you think you do. But there's um, there's a correlation there. Oh, yeah. That I 
that I didn't really see before. And, and I, I think that people should be wise to question whether everything that they're reading in a comment section is even being said by real people. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It was a big reason why this is called Idiotville. It was like one of our big things is just kind of shitting on those people. But a couple things we noticed was it's always the same fucking people. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't even fucking from here. Mr. Henry Frick that commented on my page with the rather obscene uh, homophobic comment. Um, I think he's actually banned from Idiotville. Yeah, he's one of the bad ones. I think I banned him from a certain news station, too. Yeah. You know, has one... Facebook friend, one profile picture, and it's like this is an empty profile. Yeah, like, thanks, comrade. Like, what? What is? What is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they'll take take a lot of that with a grain of salt. But it's just, I also think this sort of helps you in a weird, subversive way. Get your name out there a little bit. And what I saw out of it is. And you did what you had to do. You may feel like, ah, man, maybe I shouldn't have fucking swung on that. But I think you had to. He's coming at you. You couldn't appear weak. You had to be able to say, I believe in what in in my stance enough to, A, represent you in city council and B, stand up for it when it's challenged. You know what actually really bothered me the most about the whole thing? And and, and it's not talked about enough. Uh, Matt Texter recognized that in some of his questions that he posed. My post was ostensibly about the Nashville, Nashville shoot. Mm-hmm. And this conservative narrative uh, trying to link the mental health argument about uh, gun loss uh, with uh, transgender people. Oh, yeah. And that there was a lot of people coming out and saying like, well, you know, mental health. And then if you throw hormone, hormone therapy into the mix, so you never know what's going to happen. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, anything but the fucking guns, right? Right. Well, uh, so first of all, you're not even going to address like the the topic of like whether or not we should uh, demonize people that are just trying to live as them best their best selves. But they want to demonize them. I, but it's it's gross and it needs to stop. It fucking does. It, it needs to. Any time that they're going to select a marginalized group and just hammer on them for a, a culture war, it's just not fair. I, I went out to um, the trans. Um, uh, visibility night downtown at Perry Square, and and like honestly, that's the bravest group of people that you'll see. Yeah. I like in the face of everything that's been going on in, in Tennessee and in other states, you know, in Orlando a couple mm-hmm. years ago, it's just you know? it's just everywhere. And, and like, okay, so that was the day of the Trump indictment, mm-hmm. and so I've kind of been a little concerned about. The, the the possibility of some violence uh, uh, around that like that's that scares me a little bit and then you know being in that space knowing that there's a bunch of ticked off conservatives it, it made me look around a little bit yeah I was and and like uh, T- Tyler's a, a good friend of mine and like I just don't know anyone that's braver than than they are like yeah. like going out knocking doors putting themselves uh, in the face of someone that they don't know what that point of view is. And and I'll, I'll admit there were a few people that I knocked for petition signatures or down at the library, try to get signatures that made comments. And, and I had to pretty well just tell them like, I, well, then don't bother signing my petition. But okay. like, you know, to, to think that that could be you personally. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea that that comment with the, the argument that I was making was turned into like, well, what's your gun plan? It was a bad faith question all around. And, and, and so that, that really bothered me a lot. And, and, and Mr. Laughlin knows that we're preempted from any sort of gun law by the state. We literally cannot do a thing regarding gun control. 
I think a little off of the the, the record here is if there's a way that you can take that specific cut, put it on your fucking website because you nailed it. Yeah. You fucking nailed all of that. You were cooking so much that I think what you just said there has to be a big part of your campaign. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm trying not to. Dan Laughlin will not defy me. And, and I don't want the, the the tiff to define my race. I don't think it should either. And I'm I was more than happy. You know, we, I don't know if you guys saw. We did this like fun, playful thing with my ex wife endorsing me. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Which which turned into something that was actually really heartfelt, and I felt like it said something about me as a person. That like, listen, getting divorced was the hardest thing I ever did, and getting along was even harder. And we are now good, responsible co-parents that, that are um, helpful to one another, kind to one another, that we ca- like we care about one another. And and so I think that that said a lot about me as a person to be able to put that out there, you know. And so, like, I was more than happy to make an unendorsement announcement, too, because I thought that was also yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. uh, of the same vein. Uh, I like to be – well, you guys kind of have a little bit of subversiveness to your show. Yeah. And so, like, a I'm, little. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of have a, a little bit of that undertone, too. Uh, and I was more than happy to play with it. it. I think this comes from, I feel like we're, we're dragging this out, but I'm just loving this interview, guys. Mm-hmm. I fucking am. We've got the time. But I think the subversiveness, that like there, there's sincerity in there. And that's what I love, I love about your campaign. Like, Rock, I like you. You know I like you. You know I was going to support you no matter what. I appreciate it. But I like shit like that. Yeah. I, because you say, you know, you don't know what to put forward. But when you put yourself forward and you put who you are, we put the rock that I know forward. Good things happen. Successful things happen. And it's a it's a breath of fresh air. And it's way different than from what everybody else is doing. I say keep doing that shit because that's great. I, I humbled. I mean, that, I'll second that. Yeah, we're we're we're. I, I don't think you could have made a better case for yourself than than what you just said. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be uh, like I don't even know if this makes the show. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but. We, you know, we'll interview people and we'll have conversations about who they are as candidates, how we think they are. And if we want, you know, like, are they going to win? Can they win? What are they up against? Even after, and I think you can win. Yeah. And I, th- I wouldn't run if I didn't. And I, I think I just got to work a lot harder than everyone. And else. I think you're going to succeed when you do. Yeah, I think you're going to be like you're a candidate that I can get behind, man. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, it means a lot. Um, you know, it, it, there's a, a push pull uh, in running for office. You know, uh, some of my friends that have run for really high offices and really put themselves out in, in the limelight, and and I, you know, see some. Well, Christy obviously is one of them. A good friend of mine. I fucking love Christy. I love she's, her too. Uh, and but like, she's a genuinely impressive person. When when you are around her, she has an energy of just like, holy cow, how do you do that? And so when you're running for office, you kind of look at it and you go. Am I like that? Like, and, and, and there's a lot of hubris to, for a lot of people that just say like, yeah, I am, you know. And, and for me, the way I want to run is I, I have a, a set of values based on empathy and justice that uh, overrule everything. And I, I I believe in servant leadership. I don't need to be the rah, rah, let's go, you know, um, 
you know, I'm not running for president, right? Yeah. Uh, I just want to do good for the city of Erie and, and hopefully those values resonate with people. Oh, that's the key. And that's why, like, I, I love having guests on the show that, like, like Christie's one. I think we'd all agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Where you, like, you go out of, like, I like Christie. I love Christie. But I respect the shit out of her. You yeah, know what I'm saying? She's, Absolutely. But if I tried to be Christie... I would just be a shittier version, you know, like (laughs) all I can do is take like this. One thing I love about doing this show is that we get to interview people who are doing cool things that are smart, that are really attacking different shit. And you carry that with you. You know, like, I don't know about you guys. Like, like, look at some Jake, for fuck's sakes. The kid that we used to shit on, and we still do because he's our little brother. Like He keeps having kids. He ke- Congratulations, Jake. Congratulations on, the birth on Declan Jr. the third. Declan Jr. His, his uh, the latest Declan. Is Atreus? Declan, is that what it is? Atreus Jacoby. <laughs> was, so fucking was Jake. Born. Uh, you know what? Let me pull that up. Because I was actually going to mention that at the end of the show. Um, But going back to Jake, um, Jake is the one of us who just grabbed the bull by the horns. He's like, you know what? I'm going to run for office. And it was uh, in, in pure Jake fashion, he waited until like a week before the primary to decide to get his name on the ballot. So he was a write in and now he's been on, on borough council. I was a little late to the show myself. I mean, I was really struggling to um, get over the hump, you know, like I, I, I'm a, I, I'd like to think that I'm a humble person and that I was really trying to decide, like, is this something that I can do? Can, can I win this? And, um, you know, it was there was a lot of thought about it. And it was um, the day after the petitioning started that I printed out the packet to, to go get the signatures. That I mean, is awesome. And I'm glad you did. Yeah. And, and I, you know, Jake and I both went to, to your event over next door at the bunker. Mm-hmm. And I see that you have some, some good people, some excellent people. people that do that in your corner that are backing you up from all different like walks in this town. Like it was crazy. It was just like, Oh, rock collected a bunch of my friends to hang out with for a little bit. It was just like, okay, I'm going to go and I really want to meet this guy. But if it's weird and he's the only person I know, I don't want to occupy all this time. Oh shit. I know everybody here and everyone's great. And, and so like, I love, like it went from, uh, all right. I was telling my wife, like, okay, I'm going to be back and we'll bring us dinner to, she's like, Hey, can you bring us dinner? I'm like, yo, can you give me a little bit more fucking time? <laughs> like it, it was awesome. But what I hope you get from that is what we have got from that. And that's, and it's sort of like what happened to Jake. And I'm sure like Dill and Ryan can take this too. We have interviewed some awesome people that are way better than us in a lot of freaking things. But you take a little bit of it from everyone and you realize that you're capable of a little bit more with everybody you talk to. Like if you can't have like Ben Spagan sitting here who's smart as all fuck who does everything and not be like, why can't I do some of that? Why am I such a loser? Yeah, well, you can take it like that or you you can be- You just have to start. And that's the the craziest thing about it is to to just jump in and- Mm -hmm. And uh, I found that the way that I even speak in, in public has kind of changed a little bit because the, the, the people that I've had behind me to show the support, it, it really frees you up with some confidence that you did, might not have known was there. And uh, I couldn't be prouder of the people that were in the room with us at, at uh, my campaign launch. You're right. There were so many of those people that I look up to and respect and like uh, – 
it, great support, and and that's been so great for me as a candidate because it's given me the confidence to just go out and like I can do this, I can win this. I'm going to knock every door I can, and uh, I'm going to show the city of Erie that I want to work. That Fuck is yeah. so awesome. Vote so, for this guy. I got one question. You know, I ask every politician that we bring in this question before sure. we get to that. Right. Rock, you said yourself you're an underdog, and I told you I think you can do this. Mm-hmm. But let's say you don't. Where do you go from there? What happens if you lose? You know, the last three years, we spent a lot of time closed up inside our houses. Uh, my girlfriend, she was the president of the um, Junior League that has since shuttered its doors because of COVID, lack of membership. And, you know, we found ourselves being a little reclusive. And the greatest thing has been, obviously, anytime there's a room full of people, it's uh, it's advantageous to get in front of them and, and have them know your name. Uh, so we're going out and attain, attending all kinds of events going out and volunteering and I, I every night I go home and I tell Mary I'm like you know what I don't want to stop this I, like just because I'm running doesn't mean uh, that w- let's say I lose and then I just disappear for two years and run again you know I, I I've been out in the political circles I've been fighting for candidates all this time but to uh, a, a, a see a good friend play music at PACA like that was just so enjoyable um, you know to uh, the Love Your Block program, which I've watched at a distance for a long time and, and love what they're doing. We get out there and, and actually do the work with them. I'm like, you know what? We should be doing this every weekend. And, and you know, the example that I'm trying to set for my kids in terms of c- civil engagement and service for others, like this is something I've always talked about. And it's launched me into like the stratosphere of, of, of like even more and, and it's like you know what this isn't going to stop Good. what a fantastic answer that is one of the best answers we've ever had to that question speaking of answers to questions you know what time it is time for the idiot folk questions are you ready yeah okay so uh first answer that comes to your mind no explanations for any of your answers. No explanations. But we can criticize them. We can criticize. That's dangerous. Yeah. So, well, you're, you're on our show. No I don't know what to tell you. No, no baseball. baseball. No yeah, Cubs I love fan. baseball. Oh, my. fuck the Cubs. Anyway, continue. <laughs> All right. Go Cubs, go. Fuck the Cubs. All right. So, uh, first question. What is the best sandwich? I have a hamburger. That qualifies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. What's I one mean, thi- I put cheese on it, but you're welcome yeah, cheese, to cheese, bacon, you lettuce, tomato. Oh, the mushroom Swiss. You guys ever been over to that place on 26th Street? No. No. Yeah. Uh, go there on a Monday night. Uh, this is a burger night, and whatever their special burger is, get that, and that is the hamburger to have. Okay, I'm gonna have to try. It. You know what burger I'm into lately? Or, or like sandwich? Bromans up there, man. Like everything they they, they spend gold. The rumple stiltskin up there. That place fucking rules. All right. What's one thing you own that you really should throw out? Oh my goodness, half the stuff in my garage. Um, <laughs> I should throw out. I should gift my 3D printer to someone. You could gift it to me. You're going to make a dildo? I want to build uh, <laughs> plastic body armor. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so this reminds me of a whole other right. not safe for the airwaves story that I will have to tell you guys after the show. All right. Uh, <laughs> you're going to the peninsula. What beach are you going to? Um, I usually go fishing at the one of the ponds. Okay. 
Like like where the houses are? The well, there's the one pond by the I think it's a ranger ranger station there, and then there's the oh other, yeah, then there's the other pond that um where they have the paddle boats. Okay, yeah. all right. Did, did anybody ever catch anything in that thing? I mean, I've caught. There's some actually small fish in little there. bluegill. They say they say this, this, I'm a terrible fisherman, so maybe I'm not the right person to ask. Little bluegill all the time. Sure, we're getting too much explanation for the answers to oh, these questions. Yeah. All right, but no, I have like follow up questions. I'm still wondering about the little one by the the ranger station where. They that always have those turtles on the log. That like, one's great in the spring, but then it fills up with weeds in late summer. You, you're done. Well, it's, it's, it's all better now. So remember those two years where everything flooded and you couldn't get anywhere? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, you've played the game Start, Bench, Cut. or uh, It's like Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah. Okay. Um, and your three choices are Smith's Hot Dogs, uh, Pepperoni Balls, and Eerie Sponge Candy. Um, I'm going to bench the sponge candy. Okay. Which one are you going to start? Uh, Smith's. Okay, and you're going to cut the pepperoni balls. <laughs> no, 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 no. He cut, didn't, didn't no, he? he... I, oh, okay, so cut's the worst one. Yes. yes. I, I'm, I'm not for sweets. Like, I just, okay. I'm not a sweets guy, so I, I can, the, the sponge candy can go. Okay. So maybe I didn't understand the rules. All right. Well, and so, you were right. You got it. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, who was the last person you asked for an autograph? I never have. Wow. We get um, a lot of that. Oh, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. I was um, five or six years old at my first Cubs game, and I had um, – Oh my gosh! My, my, I had a Sandberg card, Ryan oh. Sandberg, and I'm gonna go get Ryan Sandberg's signature before the game. And I go down to the to the side of the dugout, and there's the guy wearing a Cubs uniform. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, um, sign this card, sign this card. And he looks at it, he goes, that's not me, kid. What are you talking about? Of course that's you. You got the, <laughs> you got get the, the uniform. The uniform. The thing. Um, and uh, it was like Andre Dawson or something. <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> threw a bat at you. The pitcher with the um, with the beard. Red hair. Um, gosh, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher now, and I can't. I'm Bruce Sutter, Sutcliffe. Oh, Rick, Rick Sutcliffe. Yeah, I okay. asked Rick. That's Sutcliffe, a good one. I asked Rick Sutcliffe to sign Rain my Sandberg card. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that's fucking awesome. All right, what is your least favorite smell? Oh my goodness. Probably this room right now. Yeah, it worked spicy. <laughs> um, skunk. We've, oh. we've got a lot of those around. Yeah. Okay. And the final question, since you are not local, you can answer this question with a certain degree of certainty. Most annoying local fan base, Browns, Steelers, or Bills? You are asking me to alienate one third of my voting base. <laughs> well, if if the brown if Browns fans are one third of your voting base, um, that's a well, you already shit on uh, Dan Laughlin. Might as well go the whole way. I mean, I, it it has to be the Browns. Um, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck the Browns. I won't disagree. The actual correct answer to that question as a Steelers fan is Steelers. Fans. No, actually, I've thought a lot about this. The actual correct answer is NFL fans. Yeah, NFL fans. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. the most annoying local fan Smash base. Smash mouth. Is- Cowboys. Fans. Smash Mouth. <laughs> I, I still like Smash Mouth. Dave Smash Mouth. I will say, after almost a decade in Erie, I, I've been finding myself needing to leave behind my my birthplace allegiances. See, I can't. If I and, moved somewhere else, I'd still have that little that Western PA in same, me. Same well, idea. and so like being a Bears fans is Bears fan is a little bit like being a Browns fan. Like you, you have to like losing. Mm-hmm. You have to really be into it. Yeah, I mean, I dealt with being a Cuss fan for a long time. Though, Bad too. quarterback. Dude, uh, I, I lived in like South Korea, and I would stay up until like 
two thirty in the morning to watch the Browns play. Oh my god! And lose. No, it was like every week. Do you remember that right, conversation? Browns fans are self-destructive. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that, All right, we got to wrap up myself. the show, guys. I hate myself. All right. All right. So. Uh, that's going to do it for Idiotville 242. It's a long one. This is a yeah, good one. Uh, so for Ryan Lewis. I hate myself. For our guest, Rock Copeland. Vote for Rock. Number three on the ballot, May 16th. Number three on the ballot, number one in your hearts. Yeah. And for Brent and Liberty. Love you, Buckos. Let's go, Bucks. I am Dill Spears, and I will see the Buckos at the bottom of the standings. Yes, the Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, the Apocalypse Food Truck, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Erie. 